Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. About a 12 or 13 minute Bible study each day, getting us into God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong in our faith. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps us to stay in touch in our relationship with God and to have a more spiritual and therefore positive mindset to be able to deal with life every day. Help people in your life. You know some, probably some within your own family, in fact, who need to change their course in life. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God and about their soul's salvation. Share these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, but make that commitment and start sharing with your family members, your friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You, what a great blessing it will be to help somebody get to heaven. But not just a great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment to share with everybody you can every day. We're going to finish up our study, our line of thought, talking about five questions to gauge your spiritual temperature. We focused upon how, as Christians, if we're dedicated Christians, we're living in a tale of two cities, just like Charles Dickens' novel in 1859 by that title, A Tale of Two Cities. Well, we're living in spiritual, in spiritual citizenship in heaven through the church. We've talked about that in Colossians 1 and verse 13, Philippians 3 and verse 20, and Ephesians 2 and verse 19. The Apostle Paul says that's exactly our true and ultimate citizenship. Now, the, the ultimate realization of that, of course, will be in eternity when we're there with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit in heaven. But when we're baptized into Christ for the remission, for the remission of our sins, God transfers us or puts us into his spiritual kingdom, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, and that is the church here on this earth. Well, but we're living in this world, aren't we, physically? So we're members or citizens of the kingdom of heaven, but we're living also physically in this world. And the apostle John describes this world as a place where its dedication is not with God, but it's of the world. And he said, this world is going to come to an end. God is going to bring it to an end, destroy it. Well, why? Because of the sinfulness therein. This world is engulfed in the darkness and evil of sin. But we're, live, we're Christians, members of the kingdom of heaven, through the church, we're living in this world that is caught up in sin. So it's like we're living a tale of two cities. Now, we've asked some questions that helps us gauge our spiritual temperature. Because of the reality that we're torn in two directions, God giving us the hope and promise of eternal life through Christ, and as faithful, dedicated Christians, members of the Lord's church, and the devil trying to pull us away from all of that into sin and the condemnation that goes therewith, Romans 6 and verse 23. Well, we first asked, how can, I, how can I gauge my spiritual temperature? Through the COVID pandemic, we've had to have our temperature taken over and over and over and over and over again. 
and that continues to be the case. It may be the reality of life in this world, at least when we enter into some kinds of facilities, public facilities, maybe for the rest of our lives. We'll see. But an, an elevated temperature too high can indicate that we're sick, that we're infected in some way with something, a bacteria, a virus, something's wrong with our physical body. Now also, if our temperature is too low, there's an indication that something's wrong also. But our spiritual temperature, where is it at? We ask the question, what am I most passionate about? That's going to be an indicator of our spiritual temperature. Am I most passionate about God and living for him, being faithful to him, serving in him, serving him in a dedicated, faithful, consistent way? Or am I most passionate about things that are of this world? Maybe focused primarily, first and foremost, upon my career, upon my social standing, upon money and things that money can buy, upon recreational pursuits that I'm really caught up in. Well, the second question, how do I want people to remember me? Do I want them to remember me about how I lived my life in obvious, open dedication to God? I was one of those shining lights, one of that part of that seasoning salt that helped people see Christ in me by the way that I lived my life on a daily basis. Do I want them to remember me as somebody who tried to help people come to forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ by helping them understand the gospel message of salvation? Or do I want them to remember me for some achievement that would be related primarily to this world and its ways? The third question, is my relationship with God trending up or down? On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being cold, 5 being just lukewarm, 10 being hot and fervent, where is my spiritual temperature? Now, not just where I would want it to be, but where is it, indicated by the way that I'm living my life? The fourth question we asked, what needs to change so that God is my greatest passion? When we read a verse from the letter that Jesus sent to the church at Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 5. Early in that text, he, he praises them. But then he comes to verse 5 and he said, in verse 4 actually says, nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your first love. And then he goes on and says, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first work or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, which indicates he would remove their identity as one of his congregations unless you repent. Repentance is the precedent to forgiveness, to our seeking forgiveness. In the third chapter of Revelation, as he was writing to the church at Sardis, he said, remember therefore how you have received and heard, hold fast and repent Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. Another congregation that he was saying, you need to repent. You need to change something in your reality as my church. We need to get rid of pet sins. Do you have some sins that you need to get rid of out of your life? In 1 Corinthians chapter 
In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter nine, uh, chapter 15 and verse 33, the apostle Paul said, do not be deceived. Evil companions or evil company corrupts good habits or good morals. Are there changes that you need to make in relationships in your life? Do you hang with people who are not helping you to stay faithful to God, but are influences in a negative direction, influencing you to get into practices and, and, and lifestyles that are in disharmony with God's will for your life? Do you need to come back to the Lord's church, get back into a regular, consistent practice and lifestyle of worshiping God with the church and studying and growing spiritually with the church on an active and consistent basis? Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Now, I need to be a good influence on my Christian brothers and sisters. I need for their good influence to help me in my Christian dedication. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. We need to be together as the Lord's church. Have you let that slip from your dedication? Do you need to come back to that commitment to be with the church every time you possibly can as it comes together to meet and study God's word and worship God? The Proverbs writer in Proverbs 13 and verse 20 said, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Well, who are your companions? Where are your relationships in this world? Are they with Christians? Are they with people dedicated to God? Or are they with people of this world? When we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 27, the Apostle Paul writes in that particular text of Scripture these words, I di- but, if I dis- but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. You see, again, the Christian walk is a daily walk through our entire lives. It's a lifestyle, not just a part of our life. It has to be our life. When the Hebrews writer was writing in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, he said, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And that's depicting our Christian life before God. Are there things that you need to set aside? Are there things that you need to repent of? Is there a redirection that you need to take in your life to lead you back to true dedication and faithfulness on a consistent basis before God. God wants to forgive. John the Apostle wrote, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1 and verse 9. Are there sins that you need to repent of? Are these some changes that you need to make so that you can walk with God as your greatest passion in life? The last question, how can I keep my spiritual high when living in a cold world 
a world that is cold in sinfulness. Go back at some point each day and stand under the cross. John 12 and verse 32. To sustain for the long haul, Christians must pay attention to two things, purpose and passion. The Apostle Paul said to study, to show ourselves approved before God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15. I need to stay in God's word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. To sustain for the long haul through physical life, as a Christian, I need to pay attention to two things. Again, purpose and passion. I need to focus. I need to live my life purposefully and on purpose. And I need to live my Christian life passionately in my faith and dedication to God and Christ. The two go together, purpose and passion. The proper motivation is love. God loves us so much that he sent his son into this world to die to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. God is love, and God is long-suffering because God is love. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 4. I need to love God fervently, and my life needs to demonstrate that fervent love and dedication. I need to pray to God regularly, continually. Romans 12 and verse 12. As Paul put it in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I need to pray without ceasing. A fire requires fuel and oxygen and a spark. The Bible is our fuel. Passion is our spark. And prayer is our oxygen. Jesus arose a great while before the day to pray. Mark 1 in verse 35. And he once prayed all night, the scripture count tells us, in Luke 6 and verse 12. I need to keep my spiritual temperature high. I need to focus on that prospect and goal. And I need to put my focus into practice. I need to be passionate about my Christianity. I hope this has helped you. It's helped me. We'd love to help you further. You can contact us at our website, churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link, churchofchrist.com. We'd love to send you a free Bible study through the postal mail. Or you can call us at 402-498-8397. We'd love to talk with you. We're here to pray with you and for you. And again, we're here to send you Bible study material for free. We hope to hear from you soon. Let's pray. Father, help us to stay focused on our spiritual temperature and help us to be focused, help us to purposefully and on purpose live our lives with that focus of keeping our spiritual temperature high and healthy. Help us, guide us, teach us, motivate us, encourage us to live our lives actively for you, Father. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.